Hi, and welcome to another one of our little podcasts. Today we are on Friday of the first week of Lent. So we're kind of getting into some nitty gritty here, starting to get some good stuff going, starting to really dive into where things are uh, and giving uh, a little bit deeper into uh, what our whole thoughts and processes are going forward with this particular podcast and other things. Uh, Basically, what I'm working on right now behind the scenes, and if you've kind of gone to the D-T-E-S-H website, the dtesh.com website, that's Doug Thomas Ernie, samhenry.com website, you'll notice that there's been changes to how it looks and the basic format. And I may do a little bit more of a uh, of a change uh, down the road because I'm having problems getting a certain payment processor to link up and I might have to scratch everything and restart over to get it to work. But that's neither here nor there at this point. Uh, things that I am doing with the particular website is I am working with uh, kind of foreign Uh, suppliers for certain products that I'm going to be posting on there, uh, rosaries and stuff like that. And with that in mind, the processing time on those particular items will take longer uh, than normally would be expected. So that's kind of uh, with that. It won't be like if you order it today, it's here by next week. It will take the four to six weeks to fully process out to you. And that's uh, something that when it all gets set up, it'll it'll make better sense. And I am using uh, a Chinese supplier, and that's part of the reason why. Uh, and the reason why I'm using them is because it does make it cheaper than trying to buy some of these items from Amazon and stuff like that. And in fact, that's really where Amazon and other uh, entities get their particular products from. So that's kind of the first part to everything that I'm trying to get done. Uh, as things go forward, step by step, uh, at a time as we move forward with all this, uh, things are getting a little bit better on a lot of levels. So we are getting stuff uh, redone up so that it can work a little bit better in the long run. So those are the things that I'm working with, that I'm trying to resolve, get taken care of, and allow for us to be able to move forward. Um, And there are a few other changes I might do with the website over the next uh, 24 to 48 hours to make it a little bit more of a nicer site. Uh, But I do have to work, so it might be a little bit more into the weekend. And that's been part of the reason why I haven't posted a lot of podcasts lately. I'll try to rectify that. I may not be able to do that till either uh, Saturday or Sunday, uh, tomorrow or or Sunday. Uh, Most likely Sunday at this rate because I do have things I have to do tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to try to get a bunch of podcasts together so that there's at least a week long, uh, at least the liturgy done up so that those can be uh, promoted. And I've kind of been debating upon how to do this 
because I have a lot of stuff that is taped already, but it's in the wrong format for what I'm trying to do. Uh, and if I can get it done within a day or two, I may try to get as many of the podcasts redone up uh, as far as the lectionary so that it fits the new format. If you uh, paid attention to the lectionary last week, you had two different voices going through the lectionary where I said something and then a voice repeated in a female voice. And that is something that is out there where I'm trying to get those set up, but the way they kind of fit together, they don't fit together with all the podcasts that I have available. So there's going to have to be some tweaking going forward to make things done. If I continue to go forward with it, I'll probably not have the singing Alleluia or Antiphon that'll go with it. And I will probably also... Um, as far as things go, I think, and this is just me, I'm thinking I'll use like the entrance antiphon for um, the uh, opening uh, declaration uh, leading into each of the lectionary services, and maybe the communion antiphon at the very end. Not exactly sure how I'm going to end it uh, right now. But those are at least two thoughts that are in my brain about how to do stuff. The basic formula for the lectionary or the readings, I think I'm also going to adapt to an 8 p.m. Central Standard Time reading of the uh, Bible with a reading from the Catechism. That way there's a prayer service involved there. Another thing that I am thinking about, and I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it, but I think with the second one with the reading from Scripture, instead of having the Amihad prayer like it is in the lectionary, I will do a different one. But I haven't quite figured out if I'm going that route or if I'm going a different route with the readings to where that's the one that gets the or, I'm sorry, gets the uh, Amihad prayer instead. But I'm going to be working on that uh, over the next couple days, and when I decide that, that's going to be how that goes. And I'm going to use this other program uh, to get it because it will streamline stuff, get a lot more done, uh, and allow me to be able to cut and paste things a little bit easier to where you won't hear the clicks when I have to cut and re-edit stuff. The only difference uh, is that I've kind of noted is that the playback, the voice is not quite at the same cadence that it is in this. It's uh, almost like it does it a little bit faster, which is part of the reason why the uh, singing uh, probably won't be part of it. But I think the way I'll do it is that when there is something like, say, the um, uh, exultant which is the prayer sung for the candle at the Easter Vigil, that that's done a little bit differently. And I think I'm going to try to do the Easter Vigil readings all as one and have a brief homily connected to each one of them. That way the Easter Vigil is a 
fuller lectionary service. Although I do like the multiple ones uh, to get them all out, I just haven't quite figured how I am going to put those together. My basic thought today <clears throat> is to try to do it where the exultant is the hymn leading in, so I may just keep it as a hymn, but I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to do all those. But those are kind of the things going into it. When there's a hymn, when there's something like the exultant, I think I'm going to add those in separately. And uh, that'll kind of break things up and give a little bit more of a better feel. But as for everything else, we are continuing to move ahead as we have been. And I do thank you guys for all of your patience with this process. And it is kind of my hope that in another month or two, I have everything set up to where the podcast and everything associated with it brings the right kind of traffic so that we can move ahead and do other things. My ultimate goal is to help people in local areas uh, to me, uh, basically the St. Louis area with maybe a soup kitchen type help or something like that. Not sure if I'm going to work with somebody or if I'm going to try to do something myself or help people with housing and stuff like that. Just a whole lot of stuff I haven't quite figured out just yet. And I'm kind of doing this one step at a time. I would also like to have it to where if you, say, go to the DTESH.com website and you put in a donation of five bucks for prayer request or, you know, you, you send us five bucks for that, that we're able to help you a little bit more in the long run as far as uh, providing you a good service. So that's that's a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, being able to get it to where there's some type of uh, non-profit status for tax-exempt stuff and a whole lot of other things outside of that. But those are the things that I am working on behind the scenes, trying to get to happen in front of the scenes and all those other kind of stuff. So that's where we're at. So just kind of thinking about those is really where we're going. I'm also thinking about when uh, we do um, the readings, adding in the collect or prayer before the readings uh, in the uh, lectionary section. So that's kind of another thing that'll be happening. And like I said before, the one thing I'd really like to do is on Sundays and special holy days, like holy days of obligation, have like a special uh, response oral before we get into the entirety of the first, second uh, readings and such like that, responses, gospel and stuff, so that there's a little bit more added to it. Uh, how I'm going to do that haven't quite worked out, but I am working on those things behind the scenes. The most important thing in the last week I've incorporated I've got an LLC for the podcast, and we'll be able to do more product stuff with it, be able to provide you more of a business feel on the website. And basically, I'm looking at Catholic supply stuff to sell. Uh, some uh, I do have a, a United States supplier that I'm trying to work out arrangements with. Uh, but I haven't quite figured out how to do the whole processing of getting their product to the site, 
and then being able to, if you order something, be able to take that order and put it back to them. One of the greatest hindrances to any kind of business model where you're purchasing a product and having it shipped to another person, whether you want to do it through Amazon or drop shipping or whatever it is you want to do, uh, type thing, resale, is that you have to have the money to purchase this stuff in the first place, like have a certain quantity of, say, rosaries on hand that you're able to buy and then resell. And that is kind of the big point where if I had the 10000 that I'm asking for at the uh, Buy a Cup of Coffee uh, website, uh, which is why I'm asking for 5 bucks for your uh, prayer donations, that we're able to build up that pool first. And then once we're able to do the sales thing, like say you have enough people buy rosaries that we make 10000 every month, then taking that money every month, that 10000 every month, and finding ways of being able to help people that are struggling and make this more of a nonprofit uh, type part of this, this process to where it's more like a church or ministry outreach in the area, kind of like uh, St. Vincent de Paul, but not relying on donations, but rather people purchasing things that they would purchase from, say, Amazon, but instead they purchase it from us. So that's kind of the long-term, far-reaching goal, and that's kind of where we're at there. But outside of that, uh, let us turn our hearts and minds to God in prayer and ask Him to bless us in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, with this hearing of your liturgy readings for today, we ask that we have your ear and love you completely and learn about you more so that we can serve each other to the glory of Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, If the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live and he shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked? Says the Lord. Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered, because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this he shall die. You shall say the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair, or rather, not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked, turning from wickedness that he had committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins he had committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. 
the gospel, uh, the, the word of the Lord. See, even I mess up. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark our iniquities, who can stand? Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive. And to my voice in your supplication. I did that wrong. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice, to my voice in supplication. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness, that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, mark our iniquities, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness. I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. My soul waits for the Lord more than sentinels wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? Salvation, glory, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation, glory, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Cast away from all you the crimes you have committed says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Salvation, glory, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless the righteous, your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill. Whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be liable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, and go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. So, these are the readings for today. I do note that in doing these readings today that I did the wrong readings two days ago. Mostly because when I did the readings two days ago, I did it without noting or understanding the uh, basic uh, 
way in which uh, I was, I forgot what I was going to say because I got distracted because my computer beeped at me. Uh, so you have a live podcast is so fun and I am totally messing it up today, but I'm not going to redo this because I got other things to do. Uh, but basically these readings today are highlighting the idea of repentance. Oh, the, two days ago when I did a live podcast and I did the lectionary, I did it for week two, not week three, uh, not week one. So I did next Wednesdays on this Wednesday instead of the right reading, not going back and rehashing it, but those will be redone again and we'll touch that subject again. But what does today's lectionary readings give us? Well, in all three of the main parts of our lectionary reading, the response, the not the response oral psalm, the, well, the response oral psalm too, so four parts, is the theme of repentance. The idea that if we seek God's forgiveness, we will gain it. In the prophet Ezekiel, we're told what repentance truly is. It's basically stop sinning, stop living in sin, stop being a wicked person. And it also points out that if you stop being a righteous person and start living wickedly, you bring yourself to judgment because that's why you are going to hell in the first place is because you do the wrong stuff. You deserve hell not because you were born human, but because you sin. And that's something that I think a lot of people miss, especially when we get talking about these things of what is important in life or whether or not one is saved by faith and not works. You see, faith is the beginning point, but there still is a work that must be done by everyone, whether that work is a sinner's prayer getting baptized, joining a particular church, or stop committing a sin. There is a work you must do to cooperate with what God wants done in your life. We are to be a light. We are to be salt. We are to be producing fruit worthy of repentance, to use the words of John the Baptist to the Pharisees in Mark's gospel, or fruit in the sense of being an abider on a vine with Christ. And these fruit are what prove whether or not we truly are Christians. And that's something that we are responsible for. We aren't saved by them, but we can lose our salvation because we do not do them. Note that in, in what the prophet Ezekiel is talking about. He's talking about how if you turn away from all the sins that you committed, you'll live and not die. And it, it doesn't matter how many virtuous deeds you've done. If you've broken faith and committed sin, you'll die. And that's what the message from Ezekiel is today. It's the whole point that you can't live in sin and think you're going to heaven. 
And that's something a lot of individuals need a refresher on. Jesus puts it this way. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. If you aren't holy in a way that surpasses the holiness of hypocrites, don't think you're going to heaven. Works are part of the salvation plan. You don't earn your salvation. You aren't entering into heaven because you did good. You just aren't removing yourself from heaven by committing sin. That's why you have to forgive others of their trespasses so that you can be forgiven too. The parable of the steward that got forgiven and went out and beat up everybody that he knew so that they could pay him a debt ended up in prison. That parable, I believe, is in Mark 13. Jesus says he will not come out till he pays to the very last penny. You can lose your salvation. You can go to hell. Many people will say, Lord, Lord, haven't I done great things for you? Haven't I cast out demons in your name? Have I not healed the sick in your name? Have I not done marvelous deeds? And yet, just as Ezekiel says, none of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 makes that very clear. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, I am a Christian, will enter into heaven because Jesus will say to some, I never knew you. You doers of iniquity, depart from me and the goats will be cast into hell. Cast away from yourself all the crimes you have committed. Stop doing sin. Stop living your way. Make yourselves a new heart and new spirit. I remember the first time I heard these words uh, from Charles Finney. He was talking in his... in his uh, work on revival. And he asked this question. This requirement for Israel to make for themselves a new heart and a new spirit was enforced by a weighty penalty of death for disobedience. Now, the kind of death, the why will you die, that he's talking about here, cannot mean natural death, for natural death is common to every man. And it can't also mean spiritual death, or moral or original sin type death, for that's common to every man as well. What it means is a eternal death, a banishment from God and his glory and his power. And therefore, when we understand it that way, we can see how this command found in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 31 to be exact, is something that's binding upon every unrepentant sinner who hears the gospel being promoted. 
Because you must, if you're going to be the light of the world, do good works. You see, what makes you the light of the world in Matthew 5 is the good works that are done before men so that they can glorify your Father in heaven. The fruit that Jesus talked about that if you abide on him, you'll have. But it makes this question come about, what does it mean to make a new heart in this sense? Especially because we're told that being born again is not something I can choose for myself. The regeneration of the soul is a grace of God that happens at baptism. Well, it's because of the sense in which Ezekiel is referring to heart and spirit in this 18th chapter. Because he's not talking about the physical heart that's pumping in our beings. He's not talking about a physical change in who you are or changing your actual makeup. And that's something a lot of people miss, especially when they're listening to the whole newborn, you must be born again, regeneration thing. And that's something that surprises me, just as it did Charles Finney, uh, who was very correct on this point. Because he said that the Bible wasn't given to teach us something that would be irrational. And we have to understand that words sometimes mean different things in different contexts. Like your spirit or, or your soul means something in a given context, depending upon what's being talked about. An example, God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul or a living being. Soul meaning being in the sense, not a third part of his makeup, but something that he became living, a, a, an entity, a creature, alive, independent. In other cases, soul means that non-physical part of your being where you have emotion, where you think, where you're animated in your physical body. And in some cases, this term spirit means this as well. But there's another sense that we miss a lot when it comes to the description of a new heart or a new spirit. Because in our own language, we talk about somebody having a cheerful spirit, being a good soul, or having a pure heart. And in these sense, we're not talking about any part of our makeup. We're not talking about the physical organ. We're not talking about the non-physical parts of us that are spiritual. It's talking about our character, our temperament, our disposition. Something you and I have control over. And in this sense, it becomes a moral decision or outcome that you or I have control over. And that's why in these words of Ezekiel that we find in the responsorial restraint today before the gospel or the verse before the gospel, 
a request that we cast away crimes we've committed and have a new character. We are to be different. Because that's what gets us acquitted in the judgment seats before God. It's what gets us the pardon from heaven. That is a greater pardon than what you can receive from a president or a governor if you are on death row. 